All right, what is happening, everyone? It is a technically, yeah, Thursday night, 2.30. I'm doing this. I'm still trying to finish the other video. I'm about 90% done, but putting in all the stats, writing it, I am incredibly tired. I'm able to sleep in tomorrow, so that's why I'm staying up late. I figured I can at least get a short podcast in where I can review half the games. And, uh, you know, I mean, honestly, when we look back, back at this, do we really need it? Half the league listens, the other half doesn't care. Uh, so, but to me, it's enjoyable. I love talking about our league. Um, I'm passionate about it. I like to cover everything we can week to week. It's, I mean, it's exciting to me. You know, it's, you know, I have a couple other fantasy leagues that I'm in, um, but nothing like this. Nothing, I don't have any of them where I do videos. I don't have any of them where I do any podcasts. Uh, it's no group text. It's just where you know, no. One is just random, where I met some people on a website, and uh, Matt's actually in that with me. I got him. We needed another guy, and Matt Rotherham's actually in that. It's a dynasty league, and then I have another one, and they're all cool. You know, you do your best. You monitor your lineup. You try new things. You experiment with them, but there's only one true love I have with when it comes to fantasy sports, and it is our football one and our baseball two. Still trying to get a basketball one off the ground. Um, still working on that but with football I love doing this I love doing our videos uh, I see that we had no it could be anyone like I said some of the podcasts we get 21 listens uh, 27 listens obviously it could be anyone going hey look at this it says fantasy football because it's in the title what uh, each episode's about they click on it listen to it for one minute and say I have no interest in this but I do know uh, an average audience of about nine it says on, on my page. So if we got five or six guys from our league, I am totally cool with that. If we get three guys from our league, I'm still making them because at least somebody is interested. And like I said, videos, uh, it seems like we have more who get on that. We might only get 12 to 15 views on that, but we only have 12 people in our league. Discount Elijah, discount myself because I don't watch it. So that would leave 10 of us. And not everyone has Facebook. So anytime we get anywhere from seven views or more, I'm happy. That means I know uh, half of our league at least is watching it. That being said, let's get on to the important stuff. We tonight have a Thursday night football game. I am very excited for that game. I know if you look at it, you just go, oh, Jags and Dolphins. For one, I think even though the Dolphins are 0-2, you know, the Jags, the first two games have looked really well. They beat uh, a very good Colts team, in my opinion, a very solid Colts team all around. And then they, did they beat the Titans last week? I'm trying to remember if they even beat the Titans. Dang it, I can't remember if they did win last week, if they in, indeed beat the Titans. Either way, they looked really good last week. The Titans, I think, pulled that game out. Now that I think about it, I think their kicker nailed a kick. So two weeks in a row, uh, Gakowski, whatever his name is, has nailed the game-winning kicks. That being said, the Jags look really good. Uh, they've been playing well. And so I, looking at the fantasy impact with the players who are on each team, you know, we got uh, Gusecki, the tight end, Fitzmagic. I was really hoping Tua would be playing by now. I know Christian has him, but uh, I have him in a dynasty league that I was talking about with Matt. And I am so excited to see Tua play. I cannot wait to see him. So that's the only downside. But then they have uh, a lot of young players on each side. Devontae Parker, Preston Williams, 
Ford. Uh, then uh, on the Jag side, you got, uh, what's his name? Why does his name just escape me? Number 84. Darn it. I was about to say his name. Oh, Cole. Cole, the receiver who's had touchdowns in back-to-back games. DJ Chark. Gardner Minshew, who who continued the first two games. It's just played outstanding. That That's the whole thing going into this season. I, I hear a lot in football community when you talk to people. Uh, the experts are saying Jacksonville's going to go for the first pick. You know, suck for Trevor Lawrence. Ugh, sorry, sometimes my cat keeps wanting to get in front of the phone. And I have to keep tossing him down. No, stay down. So what happens is that I didn't understand why they want to. I know Minchie was a seventh-round pick, but if you see some of his college stats and how much of a hero he was in Washington, I believe Washington State, uh, and then you see w- what a season he had. There were some games where he got benched. There were times where the offense didn't do much, and they brought Foles in for a couple games, and then Minchu came back. If you look at the total overall roster, you can't put that on Minchu. The defense was not what it was. The offense at time is just stagnant. The yards per carry for Fournette was terrible. Fantasy-wise, Fournette looked great, but his his overall playing was not what he was supposed to be as a top a first-round pick that he was several four years ago. But Minshew, the main thing to me was he had 22 touchdowns and only three interceptions. That tells me the guy is very accurate. He does take chances, but not too many chances. He can run and scramble. So I like everything about Minshew. If you put Minshew... I think on New England, if you put Minshew in Philadelphia, I mean, Carson Wentz is struggling. Not that I'm going to say Minshew's, I don't know. He just has that it. He has that it factor when you watch him play. So I know I'm really going overboard with the Jags, Dolphins, Thursday night game. I just wanted to touch on it for a second. But I really think that he has, where I'm looking at him, and the way he's played the first two games, what does he have? Five or six touchdowns, two interceptions. Now, two of me threw last week. Him and Tom Brady, they were saying a stat when I was watching some of the game, are the only uh, quarterbacks last year who did not throw a road interception. So he did have two. One of them against Tennessee was off. He threw a pass perfect to his receiver, and another receiver on his team cut the route and threw his hand up and actually knocked the ball in the air. 100% not Minshew's fault. I mean, that guy just basically popped it in the air and gave it to Tennessee. So I think Minshew looks like, why would you look at getting Lawrence if you can – Be consistent. You know, let's say you do struggle and you get a top three or four pick. Why not use that to trade down and get more pieces? Maybe get um, Travis Etienne if you want a real running back who, you know, can take over now that Fournette's gone. Maybe Robinson's going to be a great running back. Maybe they'll get such volume with Robinson and Minshew that it's like you don't even have to worry about using any of those picks on that. You can, like I said, improve your team another way. I don't think if you put Trevor Lawrence on this team – are they going to get all of a sudden 10 wins? I don't think so. He's still going to need pieces around him. So there's a whole season to see. I am done talking about the Jags. Anyway, both teams have fun pieces. Uh, we all have, not all of us, but there are a number of guys in our league that have fantasy impact. So tomorrow will be a fun game, I think. Um, I really hope uh, the Dolphins win. I just like so many players on Miami. The only good news is if they do not win and the Jags really put the pounding to them, I think that regardless of what Fitzpatrick does, I think his uh, days are numbered and it'll be time to to a time, you know, get him going. The thing that was weird with uh, Fitzmagic is he's been like this his whole career. If the game's not on the line, he is great. 
If they're down by 17, he is great. If they're up by six, it's not that he's bad. It's just he does not sling it. He plays more conservative. His numbers go down. That was kind of a close game with New England, and he did nothing. You know, the defense kept him in it, and he did nothing, and then New England uh, won the game. Then Buffalo gets up by double digits, and Fitzmagic starts making a comeback. And he always does this. You know, when he's the backup quarterback and comes in with no pressure, he does well. If he comes in a second half for a guy, he does well. If he starts the whole season as the team leader, he can put up good fantasy numbers, but his team does not do well. So I really think that he's just holding, you know, the place for Tua until he gets the offense down, and then Tua will be out there hopefully sooner rather than later. So that is everything on Thursday night game. Hopefully you guys all get to watch it and enjoy it, and I expect it to be a good game. Last week was a pretty entertaining game, even though it was two teams we talked about in the group text, was not excited to watch. Um, But, yeah, the rookie quarterback, Burrow, looked incredible. I thought he looked better and more confident watching him. I mean, I saw things that I I didn't even see with Palmer. Now, Carson Palmer, when I watched him with Cincinnati as a Bengal fan, I had all the confidence in the world in him. He looked like he knew what he was doing. He did. He had some Pro Bowl years. He put up really good numbers for the time that it was, and he led that team. You know, he got them to a couple playoff berths. And so, but with, with Burrow watching him, in especially last, last week's game, even against San Diego, or San Diego, even against the Chargers, you know, I just see something about him that, like, he, like he's not a different player than he was in college. He's the exact same guy with the confidence. He's the exact same guy not afraid to make the throw. So, Hopefully we see some more of that, uh, a really good game, most importantly. So let's get to, we already covered a recap. Let's get to the games coming up this week. I'm going to get to three tonight, so I'll tell you right off the bat. I am getting to, let's see, 100% Dino Dan against Christian. That's my game of the week. I cannot wait to talk about that, but I am going to wait for a little bit. I'm going to cover Matt against Mario, and I'm going to cover... Jacob against Austin. So if I did not say your team, you will be for Friday morning's podcast. The other ones, if you want to continue to listen, listen until you hear your team. If I did not talk about your team and you're like, screw it, I don't care about anyone else's games, that's fine. You can take off. (laughs) Um, But first, before we get to the other one, I want to get to Matt against Mario. Now here's a couple of buddies from church, um, good friends. We saw them talk when we were at the draft. Both are one and one. Matt's team, I, yeah, I was shocked. You know, I thought Matt was going to win that last week. Matt could be two and zero, oh, if not for Cam Newton just having a, the incredible game that I did not see coming either. Heck, I had Seattle defense, so I definitely did not see that coming. I thought he was going to struggle. I thought Seattle's defense was going to play well enough to kind of shut him down, and. He, he played amazing. So, Matt, tough break. He is 1-1. One one. Mario with an incredible victory last week. That would have beat just about anyone in the league. Mario was, let's see, where was he on scoring overall last week? Let's see, the top team was uh, Christian, of course, with 253. Mario was 221. Dino Dan was 241. So, it was uh, Dino Dan second and Mario third. So he could have beat basically everyone in the league last week except for two people. And lucky for him, he did not play them. This week, though, 
as of right now, Mario is only favored by seven points. I'm going to try to get just to the primary positions. I don't. I know sometimes last year I would break it down spot by spot. I'm just going to get to the main guys. Quarterback, if it's just something quick, I'm going to go over it. Quarterbacks, I'm going Russell Wilson. Regardless, first of all, the matchup is good for Russell Wilson at home against Dallas because Dallas has to score. That's always a key thing with fantasy. If you're on the border with a player, and I, I'm speaking like this just because I'm, I'm just, this is how I, my brain thinks and how a lot of people think. But if you don't know, or if you never really thought about it, um, if the game, or if you're trying to decide, oh man, this guy, he just came off a 40 point game, he's really well, and you're not looking at, don't always look at, oh, he's playing, oh man, he's playing the Niners. I am not playing him. I wouldn't have done That's one of the reasons um, I didn't really have any interest in Kyler Murray coming into this year. I mean, I had Lamar Jackson. I thought, you know what, I'll go for Dak. Because Dak has some stinkers, all quarterbacks do. He has some stinkers on the road in Philly, on the road in Washington sometimes where you just go, what is going on? He looks terrible. Um, but I, I know he's going to have eight home games where he's going to put up numbers like he did last week. While Kyler Murray, I thought, you know what, he's got the Rams twice a year. He's got Seattle on the road. He's got to start the season against the Niners, and he looked amazing. And the Niners' defense was intact week one, and he looked incredible. So I know sometimes the, the matchup on defense can influence you, but to me, one of the things I look for the most is, will the other team he's going against score? If Dallas is going up against the Jets, I think Dak could have a good fantasy day. Yes, because you go, okay, that's an average defense, and they're going to get the lead. And I think more as that being a big game for Zeke, you know, that Dallas is going to get a 10-point lead, 15-point lead, and then Zeke's going to get 25 carries that game to try to run the clock out. You might even see a good game if you ran, if you're really weak and you had Pollard as one of your flex spots, you can expect Pollard to have a big game. I mean, that happened last year against Miami and Dallas. Miami actually played well, but so you look at, is it another high scoring team? And when I see Dallas against anybody, I'm going, okay, that's a game where Russell Wilson will have to throw. They're not just going to run and try to run the clock out. He will have to throw just like against last week against New England. And it was a great game. So I'm taking Russell Wilson. Wentz, I don't know how much he'll have to throw against the Bengals. I think the Bengals will score. I'm expecting that game to be like a 21 to 17 game. Uh, Philly will probably win that. I hope the Bengals do, but Philly will probably win it. But I don't know, see Wentz having an, a spectacular game. I see Miles Sanders having a spectacular game. Uh, I'd see maybe Zach Ertz having a, a really good game, but we'll see. Quarterback favored Mario big time. Running backs as a tandem. I would take everyday Josh Jacobs. I know Nick Chubb had the big 30-plus point game last week. I know Chubb is capable of doing that, but... With Chubb, oh man, it just there's something about him at times where they have Kareem Hunt. If they're remember, if Cleveland is trailing, you're not gonna be able to rely. If it's a close game like with Cincinnati, Chubb's your man. If they get a lead, it's all game script. I, I don't love Chubb. He can go out and be an RB1 this year. He was last year, you know, and some of it his numbers did drop off the second half of the year with Kareem Hunt. But I would totally take if you said right now I can have Jacobs and Gurley, I am definitely going with Jacobs and Gurley over Chubb and Thompson. Jacobs has a tough matchup. He is injured, but I expect him to play. He played through, I think they said a broken shoulder, something last year. He had an, a broken something, and he played through it. So the guy's a tough guy. Todd Gurley, I don't know what to expect. I'm waiting for the big game. He's not been bad. You know, He was okay week one against Seattle. Last week, I guess he was bad, only seven points. 
that's nothing to write home to your mom about. Um, so I'm still would rather have Matt's running backs, but yeah, they're both basically predicted. All four running backs are to combined to get about 30 points. Next topic or section or category, wide receivers. Edelman and Boyd combined for over 50 points last week, while Robert Woods and Evans did basically a tad under about 30 or uh, 41 or so. Looking at them, once we go, go to the matchups. Edelman against Vegas. We've seen Vegas. The Raiders, you know, you, if this is last year, you'd think, okay, the Raiders are going to kind of play a slow game. You know, they're going to try to keep it 7-10 at halftime and 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 just be um, wait, wait it out and try to get uh, some big plays at the end. But this year, they're, they're getting 34 points a game in the first two games. So I expect them to score. New England's missing half of its defense. Uh, the, they could stop Miami, but they couldn't stop Seattle. So I'm expecting the Raiders to score. So I think Edelman will have a pretty solid game. I think Boyd will have a good game against Philly. Like I said, that's going to be one where both offenses can move the ball because neither defense is as great as uh, you would think on paper. Philly's defense is better. Robert Woods at Buffalo returning for a revenge game, returning to his old stadium. Yeah, I don't even think he – I mean, I'm sure he thinks about that, but that was like three years ago, so it's nothing big. Um, Evans at, Den- at Denver. Denver, oh, man. Now, see, there's, a, there's an example. If I'm Tampa Bay, are they really going to be in a shootout with Denver? Is this going to be a Leonard Fournette-Ronald Jones game, or is this going to be a, you know, Evans – Chris Godwin game. I think Evans and Godwin can both have solid games. I don't expect Evans to have 29 points again with Godwin returning and being uh, on the road where I don't know how much Denver and Driscoll are going to score. Denver's going to have to put up some points and and Tampa Bay's defense has been really good. Um, So I don't want to sit there. Yeah. I mean, I think Evans is the better player of all four receivers. I'd take Evans and then second would be actually Robert Woods. So Matt has the two favored players, but I don't know how much of a... Robert Woods will be heavily involved because that is a good offense they're going against. But both Rams and Bills have solid defenses, so I don't know what kind of game to expect in there. Projection-wise, Matt's receivers are favored. So running backs, based on points, they're even. Quarterbacks, Mario has the edge. Receivers, they're even. Let's get to the tight ends. This is where we start to see some separation on why Mario is about an eight-point favorite. And here's basically six points or seven points here. Ingram against Kelsey. Ingram, this is just my personal opinion and what I've noticed. Uh, I Ingram in our league, I had him his rookie year. The only reason I drafted him is because he had potential, because he's got the body of a, a wide receiver, and they were put playing him at the tight end spot. The only reason he took off is because Odell Beckham got hurt, um, Barkley was there. Uh, was Barkley there his rookie year? Yeah, I believe so. I believe that Ingram and Barkley were there. But every other receiver went down. So it was Eli Manning was going, okay, I can dump it to Barkley or I can give it to Evan Ingram. And so, no, actually, Barkley wasn't even there. That's the year that they got Barkley because they were so bad. And that, that means, so you didn't have Barkley. They had Wayne Gallman. So that's why it's like he had such a good first year because there was such a lack of options. If you look at him, it's also the only season he played over uh, 12 games. He played 15, but he was number four 
Top four tight end. Since then, he was number 13. Then he was number 18. That was only eight games, though. But even if you play, yeah, his, his average was bad. And then this year he's played two games and he's number 21. So I think as long as there's weapons there, he'll still have his games. But he does not scare me. Kelsey uh, is waiting. Now, like I said, you can say, hey, maybe Baltimore's linebackers will take Kelsey out. Ingram has a, a good game against the Niners. I don't see it, but it is possible. Favored, Mario. Get to A.J. Green and Deontay Johnson. I got to go Deontay. I would have taken A.J. Green all day coming into this season, but Deontay Johnson is just playing so much better than I expected, and A.J. Green is just cannot hold on to the ball. He can't get separation. He's not fast. You know, he's still got his length. But he had plenty of targets. It's not like they're giving him two or three targets. He had plenty of double-digit targets, and he only came away with three catches. So big disappointment. And like I said, I'm going too much position by position. I'm not – we look at – and like I said, defenses. There are some players, Darius Leonard. Uh, there are some defenses, the Steelers, where it, it is – it's like having Kelsey, and I have um, the backup tight into the – Jets or even Herndon. Let's say say Herndon, where you're like, oh, Herndon's got potential and he never does anything. Having Kelsey and Herndon, that's a huge advantage. Having the Steelers against someone else's defense that's just middle of the pack, that's an advantage for Dino Danners. That's part of the reason you draft them earlier, to give you those advantages over other teams. So I'm not going to get into too much of the defenses. I say this every week, but I always give that disclaimer because both teams, most of us run linebackers other than Jacob. Uh, so once in a while, you'll see another defensive lineman or DB who might go out and have a big game. Um, but so we've seen it. A linebacker can go out and have a 35-point game and next week have a 12-point game because the team didn't focus their offense towards them. They passed a lot. If it's a big passing team, you don't expect uh, too many linebackers or D-line to have too many points. They can, you know, if it's the Patriots and they're underneath stuff. So it always depends on matchup. So I'll just ignore the defenses. Then it comes down to the last one. I should have combined this earlier. Big Ben and Carr. Big Ben is at home against Houston. Houston can't stop anyone, but they're not scoring. You know, so it's almost like that's what happened last week. Lamar Jackson had one of his worst games in the last like 15 games. It was because they weren't scoring. Houston wasn't. So what 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 does he needed to do? You're not gonna have him run 20 times and get hurt. You know, they did a lot of running, they got the lead, and the defense sat on it and had a, a good defensive some good defensive turnovers. So we'll see if Big Ben, his defense, which is really good, can hold Houston. Maybe it'll be a good game for the Steeler running backs, or it'll be a big half for Big Ben. Maybe Deontay Johnson and Juju have solid games. And Carr, I expect Carr to be back and forth with New England. That is a week where I, I think the Raiders' winning streak comes to an end. You know, I'd made predictions the last few weeks that I thought the Raiders would win both weeks. Oh, man, I don't think New England's that much better as they used to be because they have so many players missing on defense and no more Brady. But Cam is dangerous, and it's just tough. It's tough for some teams to travel East Coast and do that early game after a Monday night game. So I'm going to say Carr has a his first mediocre game of the year. He does not go out and just dominate. Um, well, his first game, 15 points. That's pretty mediocre. I expect somewhere around there. So I would rather have Big Ben this this week. So Mario is favorite, going position by position. They were even on a lot of spots, but the tight end and Russell Wilson, I think, are the reason why Mario is favored. Matt will have to hope for some really good matchups. 
All right, I'm not going to make Dino Dan wait or Christian. I will not make them the last game, even though that is the number one that to talk about today. Also, you, the last one will be just as good. There's a lot of implications in Jacob against Austin. A big rematch from the two guys who were fighting for that division that Jacob won last year. Um, so let's get to the game of the week. This game has so much hype. This game has for as much as a fantasy football in our league can have. It has so much hype in the fact that after last week when you see the the smoke clear and you go, hmm, this division was looked at as, you know, when you break down the divisions, all of them, you look at them, you're like, okay, all of them are up for grabs. You know, the we came in going division A, that's with Jacob, who's 2-0, and uh, what is he? The, yeah, the second highest scoring team. So don't, don't throw any dirt on Jacob or just assume. But we assumed with Jacob, Brian, Austin, myself, you know, four titles combined the last two seasons or four seasons, four titles in that division. And you got the three division winners and the defending champ in that division. That had all the hype of being, oh my gosh, this is going to be insane. And right now you got an 0-2, a 2-0, and 2-1-1s. We're all going to beat each other up the first three games. We'll see what division's the best after the next seven weeks, after we get out of this opening uh, division, after this week. Week four, five, six, seven, one, we're going to play everybody now. There's not going to be any people missing. So we'll see what division comes out on top. That's when you'll start to see what division might make all four teams in the playoffs or who might grab it. three teams in the playoffs, whatever the case may be. But to, you know, to be honest, I mean, you've got Division B. They're the same thing, you know, 0-2, 2-0, 2-1-1s, and, and, one and, and they have... Two very high-scoring teams, including Steve at 400 points, one of only four teams to do that. And this division, you look at it, you go, when we started the season, when we did the breakdown, I did say, on paper, Dino Dan and Christian were the two teams that I said. Remember, when I go back to the podcast, I think you when I covered Division C, I think it was the second podcast uh, for this season, season two, second episode. It was talking about Division C. I said Dino Dan had the most depth. And Christian had the most super – and it was all pre-draft though. Don't forget that. But looking at it – and then I also said um, yeah, I got to see Nick and Elijah didn't have enough people for me to really get a feel on their teams. But after the draft, you see Christian does have the most talent, um, most starting talent with 484 points with Diggs and – Calvin Ridley, and then you go Hopkins. Remember, Hopkins and Hill are always dangerous. Now you got Hopkins, Hill, Ridley, and Diggs. I mean, those are four of the best receivers the first two weeks, and some of them for their whole careers. And Christian's got him, and he's got Matt Ryan thrown again because their defense, that's another time where you go, oh, man, Matt Ryan's good. No, 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 he's good, but his defense sucks. So you want him in fantasy. And so he's got him. This is Christian's – I think this is a big year for Christian because – all of his four guys expire. Hopkins, Hill, Ryan, Gordon, all expire. Um, and then he'll probably end up uh, drafting Ridley or whatever the heck he might do. Um, so anyways, so this is a big year for Christian. And right now he's starting out great. And Dino Dan started out good week one. Had a monster week two with a big victory over Nick. And he's made some good moves. You know, he lost uh, Sutton to injury. Who else did he lose to injury? Oh, he didn't even put him on IR. 
I, I guess he figures Sutton was going to be a free agent at the end of the year. Why even keep him there? He ain't coming back. But he's got Cooper Cup. I mean, when you got Cooper Cup on your bench, when you got Lindsey, who should be back, he picked up Mike Davis on the waiver wire. We talked about the waiver wire episode, and we, you know, we knew he would be gone. So he's got some players. John Brown has had two incredibly good games, eight, 19 points and 18 points. So look at the guys. John Brown can start for just about any team, right? I mean, some of us might run him in their flex, but it doesn't matter. That's starting. Uh, you don't want him as your starting receiver, but if he's a great flex play, and he would give you massive points the first two weeks. Corey Davis, you know, until Brown comes back, he's their top guy, and he had a big week one. Cooper Cup, waiting for that breakout as he's had not a great game against Dallas, pretty solid game against Philly, 13 points, but that's another flex. But with the injuries, and then you've got Scanling. I mean, he's got talent on there. And then you look at his starters after the trades he made. He's got Chark. He got acquired Hollywood Brown, who Hollywood Brown, 21 points. I, I don't expect too many nine-point games. Now, if you look at it, six targets, that's good. And he caught five of them. You would have liked to have seen a touchdown in there. It was not a great game. Like I said, not a very great game uh, the way it turned out as much as I expected against Houston. I was hoping their offense would get it going, but they didn't. But Hollywood Brown, we know how dangerous he can be. Aaron Stinkin Jones, he did it again. He did this last year at 53 points in that big, massive, high-scoring game against Eric, and now he had 52 this year, and he had 16 week one. He's number one. A lot of it was in that game. We'll see what he does against a tough Saints defense, but then week four, oh, man, I pity the man who has to play Dino Dan week four. Jones at home against Atlanta and that defense. Man, just look at your schedule and find guys who play Atlanta, and you're, you know you're going to have a good week. Um, and then so is Aaron Rodgers. Dun, dun, dun. But Dino won't have to play Eric. I don't know if he has to play Eric. Anyways, let me just get back into it. Chark, uh, Johnny Smith, I'm very glad someone picked him up. Like I said, he's good. He Honestly, I think he's going to be good for 12 points a game every week. He's good for that. And he, I don't think he's going to go out and have two touchdowns every game. But big game last week. Steelers defense is at the top. Buda Baker, we've seen what he can do. He can go for 40. His quarterbacks, those are the only things where they're not a concern they're just not my favorite, but you don't need it. They're both going to get you about uh, anywhere from 18 to 25 points a game. Breeze had 16 in week one and 24 last week, and he didn't even look like he should have got 24 how he played, but that just shows how consistent he is. 14 for Goff. That was a bad week one against Dallas. Uh, they still won the game. And then 26, week two against Philly. Goff and Breeze are not going to be QB1s, but they are still quarterbacks that are not going to go out there and have Kirk Cousin type performances and get you two points. So if you can get 16 to 20 points from your quarterbacks, when you have Cooper, when you have Chark, Brown, Jones, Cook, oh my goodness. So I've talked so much about their teams. Let's get into the matchup. Oh my gosh, where do you start? Okay, combine both quarterbacks. We're going to go, because I'm not going to, Goff is not going to, if I'm having a team right now, an NFL team, I would rather have Goff over Ryan. Fantasy, I would rather have Ryan over Goff, and I would definitely rather have. Well, look at Christian's not even run run uh, two quarterbacks. He can, but he just he's not even picking up one up. He's got Tua waiting on the bench. So when Tua's ready, you might see him pop in. That's another thing. Christian has hasn't had to run his first two games two quarterbacks. He doesn't need to. He's got Diggs, who's playing outstanding in Buffalo. He's got Calvin Ridley. So, who do you think's going to score more this week? Drew Brees, Stefan Diggs. I'm going to go with Brees this week. So I'm going to put Diggs in the quarterback category since 
uh, Christian's running um, just one QB and Diggs in that spot. I'm not benching Diggs after he's had two good game, actually a great game and a good game, but he's going against the Rams. Is he going to go against Ramsey? Are they going to you know move him around some so Ramsey's not always on him? Uh, that Rams defense is is playing really well. Drew Brees at home, he plays better at home, but Green Bay's defense is pretty solid. I expect that to be a shootout. That's one where you go, okay, I'm going to actually take Brees over Diggs for that, but I am taking Ryan over Goff, so we'll call it a wash right there where it's, you know, it's it's even. Oh, going into this, Dino Dan is favored by one point. So that tells you how close these are, but I'm going to give him a wash with the quarterback, uh, dual quarterback combo. Running backs, not much of a topic. We like Mark Ingram. We like Melvin Gordon. If this is two years ago, I'm taking them over Jones, who's splitting a lot with Jamal Williams, and Cook, who's just kind of, you know, can he stay healthy? But this is not. This is Ingram, who's on his last hurrah, because J.K. Dobbins is right behind him, and he's going to take be his team uh, after this year. And you got Melvin Gordon, who's going to be the lead guy, and he's got a better matchup this week against Tampa Bay. He still had a really good game last week, 15 points, going against that tough Steeler D. Christian's just wanting what he had last week. Give me 10 to 15 points, both of you. You know, get a touchdown, get a few catches, and he will be happy. Dino Dan, even with his receiving weapons, I don't think they're on Christian's level. This is where Dino Dan has to make up or pick up the slack. If Christian's guys combine for 30 to 25, Dino Dan's going to need 25 from each of his. You know, he's going to need Cook to go out at home against Tennessee. The problem is... Tennessee defense is pretty good, but they're at Minnesota, and Cook needs to get some help. If Cousins plays like he did last week, if the coordinator continues to call crappy plays and they can't move the ball, then Cook is not going to be able to get a big game because they're just going to put eight to nine men in the box. So they got to find a way to get some passing going, and then Cook can take off or get him involved more in the screen game. But Aaron Jones does not need 53 points. Against Christian, he might need it. But if Cook can get 25 and Jones can get at, at New Orleans, I think he can have a really good game. Uh, I like the Packers' offense more than the Raiders, so I think Jones can have a better performance than Josh Jacobs did. Now, Jacobs could have had a touchdown, but he you saw he was injured, and uh, Richard got that touchdown. So we know the Saints can still give up rushing plays. Running backs, like I said, I don't. I've already gone a little bit into it, but I just wanted to get let everyone know how I felt about it. I think Dino Dan easily, hands down, has the better running backs. Christian's just hoping. Just do your job, guys. You know you got pretty good matchups. Put up some some decent points, and just get me as my receivers will carry it. And let's get to the receivers. As you go, Hollywood Brown and DJ Chark. DJ Chark, I'm really hoping this Thursday night game he gets heavily involved more because he's only had seven targets. Now, he's caught all of them, three for three in game one, four for four in game two, actually had a touchdown in game one. But Cole is getting a lot of looks. Eifert had a touchdown last week. Excuse me, Connolly. So they're, they're, Minshew's playing well at just saying, I'm going to take what I get, and I like that. He's not forcing it. But you know Chark is their number one weapon when it comes to receiving, and he's due. And a big primetime game at home, I think Chark is due to have a very, anywhere like Beckham did last week, a 15 to 20 point game. If he gets more, that's great. And I'm thinking that's what Dino's, I'm thinking if I'm Dino's team, 
I'm like, Chark, just get me 15 to 20, and I'm getting out of Thursday night happy. Because you know Hollywood Brown, this is a great matchup. A team that can score, prime time. A, a, a Hollywood Brown who can exploit the Chiefs defense and get the deep pass, which they're going to have to do. Hollywood Brown, I am penciling in for 25 points. Anything less, I would be disappointed. Um, I mean, if you get 21 and you get the victory, Dino Dan is excited. He's celebrating. But at this point, looking at it, I'm going, if I'm a Hollywood Brown owner, I'm going, you better get me 25 against KC. I'm penciling you in. I need that with his running backs and the dual quarterbacks. That would be a huge boost for Dino. Christian, on the other hand, he's got Tyreek Hill going against Baltimore. So what will Hill do? You know, Hill has yet to – he had a big game last week against San Diego with uh, the touchdown and one yard away from 100. But what I loved was not that he had five catches for 99, is that he had 11 targets, you know, after only having six week one. And he had five catches and a touchdown then, 15 points. But we're still waiting for that. The last time he played L.A., the Chargers, he had like a 40-something point game, I thought. I could be wrong. Maybe it was two times ago. But Hill at Baltimore and Hopkins – just pencil Hopkins in for 30. I mean, I know he had 23 last week, but that was Washington's defense is better than you think. And also their offense is not that good. So they could not score that much. Detroit, it, they're, Detroit, I don't love them, but I like Swift a lot. Kenny Galladay is supposed to be back. Stafford, they put up points last week or last year in this stadium. I expect them to go and, and maybe drop 24 points. So Arizona is going to have to throw more. So I would I would think Hopkins is going to get 25 to 30. So it's really going to come down, just looking at these four receivers, can Chark give Dino a good start into this game on Thursday Night Football? If he does not, if Chark comes away with like an 11-point game, I would be a little scared. I would be a little bit like, if I'm Dino, I'd be like, uh, you know, I really wanted you. Because he's not going against Nick. He's not going against, you know, my team. If you look at my team, I have Adams, who's great, Godwin, who, Godwin, I, I don't trust with Brady in this offense now. Godwin was a wide receiver one last year. This year, I mean, we know what he can do. He can go out and have a 30-point game. Is he with Tampa Bay? Not as much as he did last year. Not without Jameis Winston. So looking at my receivers, Dino with Brown and Chark, Dino can go, eh, I got good running backs. Chark, he can afford to have a bad game. My third receiver is Keenan Allen. Uh, I don't know what he's going to – none of my receivers, none of anyone's receivers in this league are as scary as Christian's because you go Hopkins and Hill. Oh, whew, they both only had 20 points. I'm good. Then you get down to his other two, Ridley and Diggs, and that's what sucks. That's what is four Mount Rushmore guys in your face. So Dino Dan, we'll see Thursday night how that wraps up. We'll probably talk about it on the next podcast. And the reason I'm breaking this down is because I really love this matchup. So I'm like enjoying every second talking about it because there's so much good players and so much talent. Hurst finally broke out. Now, I don't want to say finally broke out, but he did nothing that first game. He wasn't really heavily involved. And last week he did have the touchdown. Eight targets, 72 yards, and the touchdown. So big game right there for Hurst. Jonah Smith at Minnesota. Man, it seems like Minnesota you could throw all over. So I don't know what to expect from that one. Uh, going both tight ends, I'm going to say it's a wash. Because it's early in the season. Smith has finally gotten his chance without Delaney Walker to be the main man. The Jags are terrible at stopping the tight end. 
So I'm not going to say, oh, Jonu's going to go out there and put up a touchdown every week, even though he had two last week. That was matchup dependent against Minnesota. I don't know if they're going to do that. Are they going to go to Corey Davis? I don't know. Hurst, I think week in and week out, he's going to go, once he gets used to uh, Matt Ryan and the way the system goes, we know Matt Ryan loves to tight end. We saw it with Hooper. I expect uh, Hurst, I think Hurst will have a better game this week. And now we get to the, you know, we covered Diggs with the quarterback and uh, slightly favored um, Christian because he had Matt Ryan and Diggs. But when it comes to Calvin Ridley and Amari Cooper, I'm not going to say, even though Ridley's had two monster games, right? It was both because it was game script. I don't know how well Chicago's offense is going to do. Atlanta's defense is bad. But is Chicago's offense that good? Are they going to really go out and say, hey, we're dropping 35 on you. You know, we're going to have to kick an onside to win it like Dallas. No, I don't know how much Ridley will be involved. If Julio Jones is out, I'm going to have to go Ridley. But Amari Cooper, Amari Cooper, at times, he can disappear. But he can also, I mean, look at last week. 100 yards, six catches. He's due for a touchdown. He hasn't had one. Seattle, big game. What is this? Is this, oh, is this the Monday night game? Let me see. I don't know, duh, Sunday. Monday night game is the Chiefs and Ravens. But listen to some of the games last year with Cooper. 28, 14, 28. Then he has nine. Uh, and it's against New Orleans. That was a primetime game. That was a disappointment. Then 51 against Green Bay. And then he follows that up with one. Now, he only played 4%. He got hurt in that game. But 51, then one. Then he had 21 against Philly. 18, 37. So you see how Amari can just go off. So to, I expect Amari to – he could easily pass Ridley this week. And because game script, like I said, Julio Jones might not be there. Maybe it's uh, Russell Gage. Maybe it's Hurst. So Christian's due to have some kind of good stack with Matt Ryan and Hurst or Matt Ryan and Ridley. Um, or it could be a Todd Gurley game, which Matt Rotherham is hoping for. Uh, but then listen to these games against the Rams. He only had two. Against Philly, in Philly, he only had six. So Amari Cooper can disappear. Uh, if you said right now, take a receiver. Based on the matchup, I'm going to take Cooper for this week. But season long, because the Cowboys have so many weapons, I would rather have Ridley. But this week, I would take Cooper. I, I expect Cooper to have a bigger game. So that favors Dino Dan. And like I said... The defense is the Steelers. The Chargers are expected to get more because they're at home against Carolina. That might be true. The Steelers are at home against Houston. Deshaun, what scares you more, Deshaun Watson or Bridgewater? Bridgewater, the slow, um, don't take chances, or Deshaun Watson, who can take chances and still has some weapons. I don't know what to expect, but I do expect the Chargers to have better numbers this week because there's no Christian McCaffrey. That's the biggest thing. And Buda Baker and Wagner, he has as the same. So we covered who has advantages where I'm going to – I can't predict who's going to win this. Looking just based on coming into this game, I got to think Dino, Dino Dan, who came off a hot game, he had two good game or a really good game and a great game. Christian's had two great games and is the highest scoring team in the league. So I would have to lean more towards Christian – on this one, even though Dino Dan is favored some. So that is it. I spent so much time talking about Dino Dan's. I'm sorry. I was supposed to do Jacob. Ah, man, do I rush it? Do Jacob and Austin. Let's see. I don't think Nick listens to our podcast. Who's Nick? Nick's playing. Yeah, Nick's playing Elijah. I don't think Nick listens to our podcast. Nick, if you do, 
um, tell me on the group text, hey, I listened to the podcast and I will talk about your game tomorrow. If I don't get anything in the group text that you don't listen, then I will not do Elijah and Nick's game. I will skip that and I will do your game then, Jacob. If you listen, I know sometimes you do. I was going to talk about you, but it's three in the morning and my eyes are burning and your game is just as good. I will say this about Austin and Jacob. The reason I'm so excited about this game, first of all, Jacob is only predicted to win by two points. Both rosters are, and is Fournette back? I don't know. He had a good game last week. T.Y. Hilton, he's due. He's due to break out. I mean, he dropped some touchdowns last week. So there's so many ups and downs with both teams that I want to talk about each position like I did with Dino and Christian. The reason I love this game is because there's so much history from the last few years. These guys were in the division. Uh, Austin beat Jacob to get to the final and then won the final. So disappointing end to Jacob, who had a great season, who also started out hot last year. He got to 6-0, and and now here he is. He was just three games away from tying Dino Dan's record. He's 2-0, and he would like nothing more than to put the defending champ, the guy who knocked him out in the second round, on his butt at an 0-3 start and... Uh, that would be beautiful for Jacob. Austin is going, look, my season is not done. I know I lost McCaffrey, but I still have talented players. I still have guys who can go out and get it done. And he's hoping for, he needs something like uh, Leonard, uh, Darius Leonard to have a 40-point game and Kirk Cousins to get him 20. And then maybe a Michael Gallup game. And we talked about Cooper, how he can disappear. Maybe Gallup and T.Y. Hilton will bounce back. And then, you know, something like that where it could just kind of swing in his favorite. I'm still looking at the rosters, and based on the last two weeks, I'm still going with Jacob as winning this, regardless of how close they say it's going to be on the scoreboard. But Austin has surprised us before. I hope you enjoyed the podcast, guys. Um, thanks for those who do listen. I really, like I said, take pride in it. I enjoy it, and I hope you guys enjoy it. And we will watch that Thursday Night Football. I promise it'll be a good one. And maybe we'll get on the group chat chat and talk on our phone. Who knows? But you guys have a good day, a safe day. By the time you might be listening to this, if it's anywhere around 10 to 11, just know I am at the beach swimming with my kids right now, enjoying my day off. So have a good one, guys, and I will talk to you later. Peace.